Exigent have been an incredibly important partner. Demonstrating value of a legal department continues to be a hot topic globally. The process that we've been through all started in 2010 when the group decided to combine all of its legal functions in South Africa into a single function. Now at that time we had five operating functions, uh, fun uh, legal functions, all with their own distinct character and personality, uh, which had developed within the businesses. Um, and two of those businesses were listed businesses, uh, fairly major listed businesses. Um, and the remaining three were fairly large in-house legal functions. So the challenge was to try and find a way to bring all of this together as a coherent service offering, which now, instead of being offered to the individual businesses, was being offered collectively uh, to all the businesses, almost an internal service provider. So the first and most important initiative that we needed to get sorted out was that time we had roughly 70 external legal service providers, wow. uh, which is an enormous number. And we were expending a vast amount of money on legal services every year. So one of the first things that we had to do was to come up with a coherent strategy to start trimming down that external legal service provider model and effectively try and find ways of extracting better value from the law firms. Um, so that resulted in a fairly extensive process of sifting through those law firms to try and determine which ones we wanted to keep. And once we'd identified the law firms that we wanted to keep on the panel, it was about establishing a set of standards that we could use around their delivery going forward. Um, we did that by concluding a fairly comprehensive agreement with the selected law firms that covered everything from the content of their invoices to the way in which they billed us and what they were entitled to bill for. Over the six-year period that Group Legal has existed, we have reduced the total cost of external legal services by more than 50% and that's not adjusted for inflation. It's often the case that in-house legal functions tend to think that the sweet spot is sorting out um, the external law firms. The next part of our journey was to recognize that there were certain things that the in-house function did which were not suitable to be done by external law firms, but because of their volumes, were not necessarily suitable to be done internally either. 2012, early 2013, we'd identified Exigent in Cape Town and introduced them into some of our services. Particularly, we were looking at sort of low-risk, high-volume contract review. Um, and that was an enormous success almost immediately. We were able to cut down the processing time on those agreements from in excess of three weeks to somewhere in the region of three days, which is a remarkable achievement. If we measured that in terms of the cost differentials between doing it in-house, doing it through external law firms and doing it through the LPO, the benefits are, are absolutely enormous. So that was the second great success that we, we, we managed to get under our belt. And, and in those early days, Kevin, what would you say were the, the sort of key success factors of that engagement? I think ultimately, I'm going to answer your question in an odd sort of way. <laughs> I think that we assembled here a team who are willing to think out of the box. We've essentially assembled a, a team who are open to change, who are open to uh, 
um, providing services in a fundamentally different way. Um, and that has been one of the great secrets of us. And how did, how did the lawyers respond to that? Were they receptive to actually being trained to change? <laughs> you know, like with any kind of a, um, effort of this nature, initially there was an enormous amount of scepticism. And you know, why are you wasting our time? I've got an agreement to draft. <laughs> um, but you know, over time it began to realize the benefits. Um, and I think it's, it's actually been quite a valuable contract start. Kevin, you talked earlier about the process that you went through with your panel firms. Um, I happen to know that you actually did use a pretty unique strategy with them. Um, and I'd love for you to share with us uh, the, the carrot and stick story. All right, well, I think, you know, what's probably quite important is to emphasize that once we'd made the selection of the core panel, it was a lot more carrot and a lot less stick. Obviously, the most important bit of stick was to take art a very significant portion of those 70 legal service providers, and I don't think that they think very fondly of us. Um, but, but for those who remained, I think the important starting point there was that by concentrating your spend on a smaller pool of firms, you create more value for them to participate in. And that makes them a lot more open to talk about doing things in a different way. So essentially what we wanted to do is we wanted to give law firms the assurance that we would be a continued source of very, very good revenue for them, um, whilst at the same time encouraging them to change some of their practices to be more um, supportive of what we were hoping to achieve. That's the key of the carrot and the stick. Having said that, um, another principle that we emphasized very early on is we, we kind of recognized from our own experiences being, in, um, being external lawyers, most of us came from an external law firm background, that when corporates start chasing reductions based on a percentage discount on an hourly rate, all you're effectively doing is you're stealing from the partners inside of that law firm's ability to demonstrate that they are achieving their budget. So we thought about that a little bit and said, look, I, we don't want to take away from the partners who are delivering services to us. What we'd rather like to do is to exchange that percentage discount in an hourly rate for a rebate from the entire firm. And that made quite a big difference because from the external law firm partner perspective, the revenues that they receive from providing services to ourselves continue to remain in their fee book. It was the corporate who was providing a rebate based on the volume or the the value of work that we that we contracted them to do. I think that also made quite a big difference. So at one stage we took off um, invoices for a period of two years. We sent them to an external party and asked them to analyze them so that we could get an understanding of where our costs were being incurred. At that stage we were still overwhelmingly hourly rate based. In that process we determined that roughly 22% of what we were being billed for related to discussions between partners within the same firm. Now, you know, that's not something that would emerge simply from looking at an invoice. Um, so what we did is we set out a set of rules around invoicing, what can be billed for, what can't be billed for. We even went so far as to specify how we would like the invoice to look. Um, and in that process, we were able to achieve even further cost efficiencies. That immediately led to the next stage of looking at how we engage with external law firms and saying to them, okay guys, let's try and analyze this work that you're doing for us. Let's understand whether 
the level of expertise is required for every single stage of a particular piece of work that you're doing for us. I mean, obviously, the immediately targeted elements would be the due diligence and data room portions of an M&A transaction um, or the discovery portion of a litigation process. Initially, the law firms were very, very resistant to this, but over time we managed to convince them to start looking at taking those portions out and beginning to use lower cost providers to do that work. What's interesting about that is that many of our external law firms who were the most resistant to those ideas are now beginning to employ those ideas as a standard approach um, to being able to maximise their profitability. Kevin, you've built great partnerships with your panel firms. Is that the approach that you've taken with the alternative service providers? Actually, paradoxically not, because I only really have one major external. You know, we have one or two smaller LPOs helping us in certain areas, but our primary relationship has been with Exigent. Um, and it's actually been quite an important part of the journey. If you look at the major um, initiatives that we've run, uh, the first was essentially managing the external legal cost. Um, we did that on a very data-focused um, way, essentially capturing quite a lot of detail about the invoices that we were receiving, conducting fairly comprehensive audits um, of those external law firm invoices, and that was outsourced to Exigent. They did that for us, so that was an incredibly important part of the journey. One of the areas I haven't mentioned previously about some of the things that we needed to do to be able to create a coherent department um, was to focus on ways in which we could get reporting around the matters that we were handling, consolidated into a common approach. And um, Exigent helped us develop a technology platform to do that and in actual fact continue to this day to support that platform. So those are two non, primarily non-legal services that they provided for us. But in fact, in the area of pure legal service provision, um, Exigent have been an incredibly important partner there as well. So as I may have mentioned earlier, one of the first areas that we looked at trying to um, manage our internal workload was to try and get the high volume, low risk contracting work um, into a slightly different delivery context. What we did there is we developed a number of playbooks, created templates, and essentially partnered with Exigent to build a model whereby our external or our internal client was able to send a completed template directly to Exigent, who then reviewed the documents um, in accordance with the playbook, made recommendations to us, and as I may have mentioned previously, we probably reduced the turnaround time for that, that type of work drastically. Um, so that was a very important win. And you know, the gain there is that you have a happy client and your client is saying this used to take us weeks. We're getting it in three days. What's happened? The answer is Exigent. As we've moved along that particular path, uh, we've now started using Exigent in the area of data room assembly around uh, some of the disposals that we're currently undertaking um, to incredibly good effect. And er there again, I'm quite convinced that the cost will be quantifiable, the co cost saving will be quantifiable and will be quite significant. I think that the, the fundamental message about our experience of working with Exigent is that it has been a key partnership in our delivery. Uh, um, we had experimented with other LPOs um, in India, 
and it wasn't a very happy experience. So I think sometimes people tend to think that that legal process outsourcing is much of a muchness. It's really about finding the right partner who has an alignment with what you're trying to achieve and who can deliver against those expectations. It's been a good journey together. And Kevin, would you say that it's been, um, would you describe it much more as an evolution as opposed to a revolution? I think, um, look, it, introducing the very concept of LPO into, an, into any legal organisation is always revolutionary. But the way in which we've approached the development of the relationship has been very evolutionary. It's been steady and progressive. In the early stages, they had to share with us the reluctance and the scepticism of our colleagues. But, you know, we've gotten to a point in time where I think my lawyers tend to think of the exigent, the exigent colleagues as being very much part of the team. Um, and I think that's been quite a significant development. I happen to know that you have a love-hate relationship with technology, but I also do know that you have achieved some efficiencies using such things. So perhaps you can talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I suppose you can characterise it as a love-hate relationship. I think the difficulty is, is that when you are embarking upon a change process in a environment which is generally resistant to change, I think the worst thing that any service provider can do is to come in and say, I have a technology solution to the problem. People just don't believe that. Um, and certainly some of my initial experiences with LPO tended to get wrapped up in a discussion about let's build the technology or let's sell you this particular license and it's going to resolve the issue. It was in fact something that we discussed very early on with Exigent and said to them, look, please don't do that because it's actually not going to help your cause. It's better to have the technology sitting behind the interface, making certain that you're able to deliver on your obligations than to try and present it to lawyers who generally are averse to change. And by the way, I hope I don't offend any of your other customers, but lawyers do tend to be techno-peasants to a large degree. <laughs> so you, you really do want to try and avoid overdoing the technology part. But having said that, I mean, I think we have been able to deploy technology very effectively particularly in those areas which are pretty much sort of lower skill areas um, with high volumes. So, you know, anything ranging from those contracts that we've spoken about previously, um, being able to process them, but also the sort of invoice processing and the other support functions which are actually critical to a department of this size. Um, so technology has served us very, very well. And I think going into the future, it's going to serve us even better. Uh, I think we're going to have to look at using technology to a greater degree than, than, than we are at the moment. Um, and, uh, but I will be continuously sending out the message, don't talk to me about technology, talk to me about the service. service. <laughs> I want to know about the service. That's the important component. <laughs> message received. <laughs> We've talked about the early stages of our partnership and actually um, how that's developed. What of the future? Oh, it's a bit of a trying time within our organisation at this stage because I think we've decided to reposition ourselves, which is going to ultimately result in the disposal of some of our non-core assets. And I'm anticipating that our legal team may be... Uh, portions of the legal team may be transferred as part of those disposals. But I think what's really interesting about it is that this model of operation that we've developed over the last six years, I think is quite scalable. It, it works well with a small department, it works well with a, with a large department, and we've chosen our partners well. So 
I guess however trying the time in the next 18 to 24 months may be, I at least have the confidence of knowing that what we've built here together with Exigent and our external law firm providers is sufficiently agile to be able to survive that transition um, and hopefully be perpetuated in a different form um, in, in, within the new legal departments that will form uh, once those assets are disposed of. So feeling a little bit sad, but by, by the same token, very confident about the path going forward. Yeah, and further evolution. Absolutely, and that's key. Thank you very much to Exigent. You've been extraordinary partners in our success.